For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the All Time Mystery Podcast, where you have yours truly, Little B at Brunelli Sports, Chris, aka Hater at Supercharge Thirty Three, and Corey Guest at underscore Corey Guest. This, uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about some big news that happened in the NFL today. You know, Julio Jones mega deal to the Titans. Coach K is going to retire, and we're going to talk some top five uh, plays that made a player's stop, draft stock, as well as a uh, top five plays that made a NFL career. Let's uh, go ahead and get into it, and let's talk about some Julio Jones that was announced earlier today to the Tennessee Titans. Talking about a deadly duel now with Ryan Tannehill throwing to A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and then you got the King Derrick Henry in the backfield. This team just became very scary, and I don't know how some offenses are going to be able to stop this. I mean, hopefully they can get a little guy in the slot to help try to stop A.J. Brown and Julio on the outside. I mean, Julio now doesn't have to worry about being the, the true number one. He has some protection with Derrick Henry and uh, A.J. Brown. I really like what the Tennessee Titans did today. And, I mean, the trade was very – it was just a second-round pick next year and a fourth-round pick for Julio Jones, and I think the Atlanta Falcons were trading a sixth-round pick. Uh, and I think the the Tennessee Titans are eating pretty much the whole contract. I think the Atlanta Falcons only have like $7.2 million in dead cap for this upcoming season, but then the Tennessee Titans take the rest of the contract. So, Packer fans, don't be upset out there. We could not afford this contract of Julio Jones. There's one big reason. Yes, the second and fourth is not that much for a player like Julio Jones, but we could not afford that contract because Julio's due like $20 million for the next couple of years, and we want to pay Devontae and other players on our roster. So Packer fans, don't be mad. Don't be upset. Let's just go ahead and move on. But I want to get uh, Corey's opinion here of uh, the Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans. I like it a lot. I really like what Mike Vrabel's done in his first couple of years as a coach. He's really come in and changed the culture of the team. He – uh, who's their GM right now? I forget his name. But uh, between the two of them, they've re- really put together a strong roster, a really good defense. They've revamped Ryan Tannehill's career after he had to suffer under Adam Gase for so long. God knows I know how that feels. But And all for a second and a fourth round pick. Like That's hella cheap for one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen in the NFL. Who I know people want to talk about his injuries. Um, and how many games he's missed. But if you, if you go look at it, I, I don't have the, the number off the top of my head, but it's not that many games that he's that he's missed. Maybe the touchdown uh, production isn't there like like people want it, but he's still putting up 11, 12, 1,300 yards consistently year in, year out. Yeah. Missing games. Very much so. so. The Tennessee Titans general manager is John Robinson. He's been a monster for that culture there down in uh, Tennessee and Nashville. But yeah, I, I I was one of the first ones to hate on the Mike Vrabel signing as a head coach. I really didn't understand it. I thought it was like, what are you doing here? But I mean, it's been a fantastic hiring. He's built an amazing culture. And looking at it, Corey, talking about our boy Julio Jones, he has played 135 games in his career. 
I mean, his rookie year, he missed three games. Uh, sophomore year, it looks like they were just so good, they did, they benched him one game. Uh, his junior year, he got hurt. He missed, you know, pretty much the whole season. But besides that, the dude has never missed any more than one or two games in his a season. So the dude has hurt a lot, but he plays through the injuries. Plays through it, and that's what I think. That's what uh people get get scared about for some reason. Yeah, you're playing receiver. Like said, I mean, it's hard he, not to get he hurt. Has, very much. So. I mean, he has led the league in the uh, receiving yards twice. I mean, eighteen hundred yards, sixteen hundred yards, you know, fourteen hundred yards a couple of times, fifteen hundred yards. The dude does kill it, and this is going to be a great addition to the Tennessee Titans. But Chris, what do you think of this trade? Amazing trade. Shout out to my boy John Bolton. Didn't have sources, boy, but sit down. You were wrong. Yeah, you got to love guys like that who uh, love to act like they have sources and know what's going to happen in the NFL and then completely get it wrong. They're sitting out there just trying to call something so they uh, can look like geniuses when something actually happens. You know, they're like, they don't know when it doesn't happen. Oh, well, Oh, exactly. Oh, uh, last second, last second thing fell apart. You know, trying to make up bull crap. Okay. So the big. No, ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go, go, go. The fire in the hall of fame license. It's like getting very right. At Josh Reynolds is the perfect. Yeah, there he is. I forgot they got Josh Reynolds. He is a great slot guy. I remember names. I got it. Yeah, at least we got him back. He can remember names. Good for him. Yeah, and speaking of that, thank you for that. Does this make them prime contenders in the AFC again? Can they compete against the Kansas City Chiefs? Corey? Now, see, I already thought they were in a position to to compete with Kansas City. Whether or not they're going to beat them consistently is one thing, but they're they're able to compete. This absolutely makes them a legitimate title contender in the AFC. I feel like. Yeah, this this is a very scary move. But the big problem and it was the problem all last year, and I can't remember if they really did anything. They brought in brought in Bud Dupree to get to the quarterback. So I mean, they right. this offseason. The Tennessee Titans signed one of the best pass rushers in Bud Prepari and bringing in one of the best NFL Hall of Fame wide receivers in Julio Jones. If you're telling me any team that goes into this offseason, they won the offseason getting these two yeah, players. Definitely won the offseason. Yeah. I don't know if they win the offseason. Chicago drafted a franchise fucking quarterback for the first time. We oh, won the offseason. Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Thank you. He <laughs> hasn't played. <laughs> He's still hey, not. If we want to crown him, if we want to crown him, we'll crown his ass. Oh, <laughs> how did that work? Who out? we thought he was. Justin Fields is who yeah. we thought he was. The savior. We'll see. Uh, I hope he's not who well, me and I thought he was. That's not good. Yeah. Let's not talk about what we think Justin Fields is going to be in the NFL. We're not believers of Justin Fields. But I am happy that my friend here thinks he yes, is. Yes, I'm very happy. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Yes, but I don't believe that. Congratulations. We know you have it out more. Yeah, but yeah, I completely agree. Hate. You're right. Until you beat the Packers, but uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but yes, this does make Tennessee a, a prime contenders again. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I think this is great. It's funny that Julio wanted to go to a big arm quarterback, and he gets Ryan Tannehill. This isn't really a big arm quarterback, but Ryan Tannehill has rebuilt his career in Tennessee and has become a Pretty glu- de- uh, le- lethal weapon and a lethal quarterback in Tennessee. With- so, so it's, it's good. Ryan Tannehill, okay. 50 cent, 50 cent on Nardis, Tom Cotton and Matt Ryan was 44%. Yes. Matt Ryan is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll say it right there. I've never been a Matt Ryan believer or truther. The dude has such a up and down career. He's good for the NFL. I mean, he's been a decent court, but he has been an overrated quarterback. I'm not trying to take things away from him, but I'm also trying to take things away from him. If you get what I'm saying, he's not what everybody wants to make him out to be. And it was a mistake for the Atlanta Falcons to bypass Justin Fields and other quarterbacks and company to take Kyle Pitts at number four, because Matt Ryan is not going to win you a Super Bowl in Atlanta. Sorry. You could have at least draft the what, future instead. He's definitely used to people taking things away from him, like a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> and now the Atlanta Falcons, you're going to go into the season with a rookie tight end that you overdrafted and Calvin Ridley as your number one wide receiver. I mean, your second wide receiver is Odemonier Asuche. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Woo! Look out. Be very afraid of the land of offense. Yeah, but he's... He's not who he is. Yeah, but... (laughs) We could sit there and talk about it, but do you think... Chris, do you think this makes the Titans the prime contenders again? Yeah. It definitely makes them a prime contender. But no, 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 no one thing. Anybody in one of the options... You're right. They can. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But let's go ahead and talk about the other big news that dropped this week, and that is Coach K is going to retire after this following season. I mean, what do we think about Coach K's career? I mean, one of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, we knew the time was coming that he was going to retire. The guy is like 73 years old. I mean, Coach K, I honestly think Coach K is done with how the NBA – that the college football or basketball has become college basketball has become one and done. You're not building a program anymore at these big universities. You're getting, you're rebuilding a roster every year. You know, John Calipari's bitched about it before at Kentucky and, you know, coach K tried to stay away to, with uh, Duke for the longest time, but Austin rivers changed that. 
and now he has and Kyler Irvin and all these other guys he's brought in to be one and dones. He's won a one national championship doing it, but he's struggled mightily with the one and done pro uh, players, and he hasn't been able to build his program like he likes to. So I really think this plays into his retirement. But I mean, obviously Hall of Fame guy, you know, in his arch rival retires in Roy Williams this year. So I just think he knew it's time for him to hang up the cleats and walk off the court. So, Corey, anything on Coach K? I mean, you're talking about outside of Roy Williams, possibly the greatest basketball or college basketball coach that's ever that's ever lived. Now, I'm curious if I haven't heard this. Uh, is he done coaching the Olympic teams at all? Is he going to have any part of that? It has not said, but I would it just said he was uh, retiring from Duke. Well, I mean, the, the dude's been there since what, 1980, I think, if I'm correct. He, um, yeah, he built he time. built the Duke program. Yeah, uh, here I'm looking at it now. There it goes. Uh, he's been to 12 Final Fours, uh, 15 ACC men's basketball tournaments, 12 ACC regular season titles, and that's just what's barely popping up on Wikipedia. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird not seeing Roy Williams or uh, Coach K at Duke and uh, uh, UNC games anymore. That's we're definitely getting old. Our childhood is 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 definitely dying before our eyes, and uh, it makes me sad. It makes me really sad. Yeah. yeah Big ups really to Coach K. Congratulations on a hell of a hell of a career. Um, sad to see you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be weird not seeing Coach K versus Roy. That's for sure. You know, and it's is it gonna be the same rivalry anymore? You know, I mean, it's always gonna be Duke North Carolina, but it was Duke North Carolina because of those two. So, Chris, right. what do you have on Coach K? Yeah, he's absolutely legend. I mean, yeah. not to yeah. mention the fact that I wasn't done at Duke. I mean, I was done for the U.S. men's basketball program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's more than just a college coach. And yeah. think about the things that have been done for basketball in general. You know, some of the players have so many an end of an era, it's sad. It is sad. It's sad to see a player like that, go, a coach like that. No, <laughs> yeah, definitely getting old. But uh, going into what I kind of mentioned earlier with Coach K, and you know, we're having to rebuild a program every year. Should the NBA change its el- eligibility rules, and if they do, what should they change their rules to? And I'm going to go ahead and lead off here. I never really do this, but I want to go ahead because I have uh, strong feelings about this. I am honestly one of those ones that the NBA should change its eligibility rules. Uh, these one and duns are killing basketball, definitely college basketball. You know, you don't get to sit here and watch a program be built really anymore with these great universities. You have too many one and duns. So honestly, the NBA should make it if you're good enough and draftable out of high school, a LeBron James, a Kobe Bryant, they have been done. You can go into the NBA, but a lot of these kids are not ready for that. There's very few. Maybe Zion would have been the last recent one that could have probably come out and went early in the first, even though he took him a couple years to build because he's such a big boy. I know he stayed two years at Duke. But if you go into college basketball and you go into college, you are committing at least to two to three years. I'm fine with two years, but I would be fine like the NFL rules three years before you're eligible to enter the into the pro uh, level i mean it takes a lot of these big boys even four years at college two years at college and then another two or three years 
to even make themselves ready for the NBA for these big centers and power forwards. So it's not going to hurt the sport any. And then, I mean, look at NBA right now. This is the most star-studded NBA we have seen in a very long time. There is so many star studs around the NBA on many teams. It's not just one team or two teams that have a star. You can name at least 10 teams that have a star on their roster that makes a difference. So honestly, the NBA needs to change its eligibility rules to two years minimum in college before leaving, because at least then there's some of these kids who are going to stay three to four years. And you can see these kids and follow these kids throughout their careers in college levels and make basketball fun to watch again. Cause since the one and dones have come into existence in the college football or college basketball levels, I've honestly watched a lot less college basketball games because it's like, who cares about this program anymore? Cause these kids aren't going to be here next year. Like Duke basketball used to be one of my favorite basketballs to watch. Cause you watch the program. You watch kids grow for four years to JJ Reddick's. Now you don't see that anymore. You get Kylie Irvin for a year and then he runs off the NBA Jamil Okafor, you know, it's not fun anymore. So that's what I have on it. I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Corey and get his opinions. Should the NBA change their oh, eligibility Yes, that's what I just said. No, I said I, I, I'm fine with sophomore year, but I would prefer three, but two sophomore years fine. Got it. So Corey, what do you have? Yep. Uh, no, I, I disagree with you, and, uh, and here's why. The G League, and I think college football – or. Uh, Professional sports uh, or professional football should do the same thing. We need to bring back NFL Europe. If you want to develop players, develop them in a pro league. Develop them. Let these people get paid for their efforts. I'm I've always been against the NCAA just making all that all that money off those kids and them getting absolutely jack shit in return. And when they actually do get something in return, they get fined heavily by the NCAA. They get Heisman's pulled. They get this. They get that. People are trying to survive. If you're good enough to go play in the league. After your first year, after a year out of high school, go, go play in the league. I would. Why the, why the fuck wouldn't you? Now, does that mean you're going to be a day one starter? You're going to be, you know, Kobe Bryant right off the bench? Hell no. You're going to need some development, but you got to, you got to know that going into it. But that's your personal, you know, decision. No, I'm fine with that. My thing is if you commit to college, you're committing to college for two to three years. If you think you can go out of high school and go to the pros, and if it's the supplemental, you're fine. You can go do that. But if you commit to a university, you're going to commit for two to three years. But if you want to go pro and try to go into the development league or think you can get drafted, that's the route you're going. I'm fine with that 100%. But my thing is if you commit to a university, you're going at least two years. To your point. That makes that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Chris? All right. Well, you've got the – uh, and no new rules going on here. They get back out of high school and go to college. And then once you go to college, you got to spend in college until junior year. So I'm going to hit that off a little easier. And I'm going to say an opt out after your freshman year. But you have to play a certain amount of games. If you don't pick those games, then you got to play another year. I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, like, for a starter, I guess it's a bench player. That's not really fair, right? No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, 
But I mean, that's think about it. I mean, you could think a lot of these kids who should never leave and commit and leave after a year or two and were bench players or you know sixth, seventh man coming off the bench and you can get drafted late in the second round or late first. I mean, it happens every year. So yeah, no, I get it. I mean, if you only play whatever you know, like you said, whatever you've defined as the rules of how many minutes or games you start to play. You have to be at least like a a 60 or like a 45, 60% on the court player before you can go. Something like that, you know? And that will make your bench players want to stay for next year. Then you can have a whole new, you still can have the nucleus of the team. See, so my only problem with that, Chris, is, and I like it, but just thinking out, you know, outside the box, what if you're the coach at one of these universities and you know this rule so you don't ever allow players to start so much so they can't leave? Uh, yeah, well, I think that's – that, there's got to be some kind of internal, problem, like, NCAA – yeah, that's got to be its own, like, NCAA investigation there. That's, yeah, but we're talking yeah, about the NCAA here. We are talking about the NCAA here. <laughs> <laughs> They pick their team who they want to investigate. Reggie Bush lost his Heisman, goddammit. Yeah. Penn State losing all those, like, the title and all those games because of, you know, what Joe Paul and them did. I'm sorry. That was despicable what happened there. But those players, those kids back then, those players then – they put their bodies on the line and played those games and won those games. What happened off the field does not affect what happened on the field. Yeah, that, and I, I don't. Really does I, I, I don't think in true fans' eyes it ever it, it ever will. I mean, like you said, that's obviously a huge black eye on the on the program. <laughs> but how many games did they win? How many championships were you know won under those banners? You, you don't you don't just forget that just because a guy took a bribe or just because you know. An athletic director yeah. was diddling little boys, unbeknownst to everybody right. else. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, not at all. But that's that's just ridiculous. I've always felt, you know, I forget what Penn State player came out and spoke about it. You know, when they or stripped those wins and titles from Penn State from throughout those years. Like the NCAA yeah. is one of the most cor- corrupt, crooked organizations, and what the worst part is, is the universities give them power. All the universities have to do is stop giving them power, and then the NCAA is gone. Like, the universities allow them to have power. They can say, no, we're not going to listen to your rules. Bye. And we're going to do our own thing. Oh, man. That sounds like a nice parallel to our, you know, American social system and two-party government. <laughs> Maybe we should all just wake up and do that. Stop giving them power. <laughs> Power, that's man. a different, that's a different story. <laughs> and we're gonna go ahead and just. Let's go ahead and just say. Let me go ahead and just say, just kidding. Just the FBI that's on the other side of my uh, my computer the there. there. <laughs> JK guy, JK. <laughs> You're gonna have the FBI with the SWAT team at your door here in a couple seconds, Corey. <laughs> Don't you SWAT me, uh, motherfucker! Don't what, you dare what, SWAT me. right now. <laughs> but yeah so this is a great question we're going to go ahead and move on because we've all and i thought about this hard and i really like this question 
And I hope I know the newest rundown did not have it on there, but I still want to talk about it, Chris. I, I didn't if we could even have the time. No, if we could retire another number throughout the MLB and the NFL, which would it be? I thought about this hard, and I love this question. It wasn't on the latest rundown, right. but I still had. But I thought about this. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. Did, I don't know if you guys did. Corey, did you? Look at this one. What what was the question again? If you could retire another number throughout the MLB, and it's not done in the NFL, but if you could retire a number throughout the NFL, which number would it be? Throughout, so like when the league was talking about possibly uh, retiring well, the number twenty three like, in the NBA, right? Right. Yeah, right. and just like the, M- and the MLB NBA retired forty two. Yeah. yeah, and the MLB with the forty two of Jackie. Well, I mean, if that, are you looking for one player for each category or yeah. are you looking for yeah, a single answer here? Cause I, I can give you a two for like Bo Jackson would be an excellent, uh, well, he didn't wear 34 in, in his baseball days, but like he'd be an excellent, excellent candidate for this question. But I, you know, I'm a Homer, man. It's going to be, it's going to be Walter Payton, 34 retire it throughout all sports. No, no, no. It, so just re- that number would just be retired throughout NFL. Oh, that's for the NFL. Oh, so, yeah. Walter Payton, 34. Uh, I said what I said. I, I, I'm not opposed to this. I I don't have it. But I really went back. At, like, So, Chris, what about you? What's your NFL number? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not in that one. Go ahead. So, you know, did, I was thinking about Why did you present it? the question to me like that, you jerk? Because I wanted to be a dick to you. <laughs> So I think, you know, me and my brother were talking about this at the at the brewery the other day. And I, I try to think of other players. I try to go, you know, legendary Packers, you know, because we built the program down in, you know, we built the NFL, you know, the Lombardi Trophy, blah, blah, blah. You know, we are the powerhouse of the NFL. Yes, you heard me. You can look at me all you want. You want the Lombardi about, Trophy. I'm sorry, who, who, who founded the NFL? Who, who, George Staley Hallis, who? That's right. That's right. Virginia, I, I got to say it's Virginia McCaskey. In a car dealership in Ohio. Thank you. Hey, but, you're selling, boy. That, that's but number, number 32 for Jim Brown. Retired the number 32 because of Jim Brown. And what he's meant to the league on and off the field, I think, is a clear one of the clear choices you can make. For this argument, retiring an NFL number throughout the NFL, which has never been done. You know, teams retire numbers all the time for certain players, but to retire number 32 for Jim Brown, I think, would be the one of the obvious choices throughout the NFL. That's my that's my pick. My brother's the one who gave it to me. Like I said, I was thinking Bart Starr or, or one of the early Packers because of how how amazing they were on and off the field and what they did. But I'm going to go ahead and go with. Jim Brown. Bart Starr was a good one. Bart Starr was a good one. Nothing wrong with Jim Brown. Nothing wrong with that at all. What about you, Chris? I'm- mm, that's real you know, Jim Brown here. I mean, there's all the things that Jim Brown went through. Like, the first big African-American player. You couldn't much parallel him with Matt and Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue this one. I, I, I think right 
Why wouldn't you look at it as two? It makes sense. That's why it's never yeah. happened. Yeah, you're yeah, right. I mean, for, for any reason that I could make to have Sweetness's number retired, you could easily make the same number of arguments for Jim Brown. So there's there's nothing wrong with that at all. I thought your pick was going to be a little more controversial. I was waiting to jump down your ass, but I can't really get no. on you for that one. So, But moving to the MLB, you're going to probably uh, make it controversial. This is Homer all the way, and I don't give a fuck what you say. The true home run king, Hank Aaron, 44. number 44. You retire that number now. That, I think, is an obvious. What he meant to MLB, he was just as close to Jackie. If there's any player to be close to Jackie back in the day, Hank Aaron was it. Hank Aaron is a legend, and he is the true home run king of the MLB. You retire number 44 if you're going to retire number number throughout the MLB. Jackie Ro- or J- Jackie Robinson week followed up with Hank Aaron week. Hey, I mean, go ahead and retire that number. That's nothing wrong with it. He's not the home run king. Oh, I know a guy that got a hold. I know a guy that got a hold of it a couple more times. Just saying. <laughs> Do you even have a choice here, Corey, for the MLB? Uh, Frank Thomas, thirty-five. Let's go, big hurt, baby. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Ho- Homer here. Homer <laughs> Also, no, you you catch me off guard with these questions that weren't on the rundown. I put it out. It was my fault. I didn't think it was time. Yeah. Oh, what about you? All right. You know what? I like it. I'm going to go with the original home run pin. Before they were around, the home run record was absolutely nothing. When he was done with the home run record, he flipped. I want to say he hit the home run record 15 times over by the time he was done. It will never be ever clipped. So, retire number 30. And I hate the Yankees. I can't argue that. You, I can't. There's nothing wrong with giving it, retiring the, the, you know, the great Bambino there. I mean, I won't give you any. That's a two-way player there too. So, yeah, yeah. People don't people don't talk about his pitching enough. Oh, no, they don't. Well, that's But all right, let's talk about some big controversy that just happened in a sport we don't talk about a lot. We only talked about it one other time because I put it on there because of uh, Jap- the first Japanese player winning the map the Masters. But John Rom was forced to withdraw in the third round with a six-stroke lead. Should he have been able allowed or allowed to continue? Yes or no, Corey? And yes. he was withdrawn because of a COVID test, everybody, just so you know. Yes, it's golf. How many people are around you when you're playing golf? Maybe yeah, one of the, the person. Open. Your caddy, exactly. Let the man play the course with distance by himself. Unpair him with whoever he was paired with and let him continue to walk. You're going to cost this man. Well, I mean, what's the winnings from this tournament? It's like 1.6 million or something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, LeBron James doesn't get uh, fined or suspended for breaking COVID protocol. But here we go. Here we go, golf. This is what we're going to crack it, down on. Love it. Love it. Love, love it. it. Love, love that. <laughs> love that. Perfect. Amazing cop there, Corey. Amazing. Perfect I love, love that. Love Fucking that. perfect. You know, and I, I have to disagree a little bit because LeBron did get fined because the Lakers got beat out of the first round by the Phoenix Suns. Could it have been better? I mean, yes. 
That's what you get, you big baby. <laughs> Make sure we tag Chris. LeBron James in this podcast. Yeah, we put up. All right, Chris. What do you think? No, Come on, I'm a white doll, and I was the one that suggested me from there. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is a crap move by them. Just like what was it? A week or two ago, they did something with like a ball. Like the the player went and touched something, and the ball slightly moved, or he touched the ball, and they gave him a stroke penalty. And I mean, you could barely tell that. Oh, it's because he was doing a practice swing, and on the back. He barely touched the ball, and they, like an hour yeah. later, they they sent him down saying, "Oh, by the way, you're getting a stroke penalty because you touched the ball in your practice swing." Yeah, as as somebody who plays golf and has been around these people on the courses, uh, well, you know, not the great ones, but even the shitty ones, they're real sticklers for the fucking rules that they really are, don't make really any are. any damn sense. Like I remember one guy uh, tried to give me a stroke penalty because when I went to go mark my ball with a with a quarter on the green. You know, I tapped it a little bit as I was putting it down. Oh, that's a stroke. I was like, well, here's another one, fucker. And flipped them off. So, yeah, it's stupid. These people, yeah. they've got nothing better to do. Most of them are trying to get away from their wives who hate them in the first place. So they're just miserable fucking people. Yeah. Very much agreed here. You I know, mean, this power is... does a lot and a lot of people. Yeah, the, just talking about the NCAA being corrupt, the PGA is proving their true colors here. Over the last couple of weeks, with some of the crap they have pulled no and shown, yeah, the dude, no the dude, come on. We've seen we've seen some chokes happen in the past, but the yeah. dude was not. The dude wasn't looking in that course on day three. He should have been allowed to continue. This is complete crap, and it, it, it's nothing but. Ron got screwed. What? Yeah, and that's other crap. They're, like there just seems like this is a little fishy. That's all I gotta say, but. We'll go ahead and move to our big topic of the week, and let's go ahead and talk about some top fives here, guys. You know, let's go ahead and talk about um, the first one I have here, and I'll go ahead and start because I know some of us need it. But top five plays that made an NFL career or top five play that made, you know, defined a career or, you know, just somewhere in that neighborhood. And I'm going to go ahead and start here with my number five. It's Tracy Porter's interception touchdown return in the Super Bowl for the Saints Ooh, against Peyton Manning. Good one. Yeah, because good the one. dude did nothing after that. He that's got a big contract. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Pro uh, Bowl corner with Chicago one year. Chris oh, yeah, came out hey, he bought in Chicago. But this is. This moment, th- this moment definitely extended and made his career. Yeah, and Porter wouldn't think of that play. Yeah. When and Tracy Porter of, thinks of Tracy Porter, what does he think of? That play. Okay. Am I going to be interrupted again? Jesus. Yeah. Fuck you. But speaking of that play. Malcolm Butler interception to win the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of Saints on this list. Like uh, I'm seeing. <laughs> no, Malcolm Butler is not a Saint. He's a Patriot. Yeah, that's it was with the Patriots. Oh. 
Malcolm Butler interception against the Seahawks. I mean, the dude's career has been off of that. I mean, he's he he's been up and down throughout there, but I mean, his career is literally all that. You know, that play. Speaking of that that play, that play made Malcolm Butler's career. This one is, I mean, the guy never did anything else ever, but he stayed in the league because of it. It's the David Tyree helmet catch in the Super Bowl. I mean, my God, can any? I mean, is there any other catch that defined a career? You broke David up. Tyree, again? David Tyree helmet catch. Oh, yeah, boy. You know what? I'm, I'm no, fine no, with that. No, no, I'm fine no, with and that. Here's, no, shut and up. Here's why. Here it is. No, you shut up, Kevin. This one is close to my heart. This one hurts me to this day. This is a negative <laughs> play. Not a not a positive play, but a negative play that defined an NFL player's career. Brandon Bostick's onside kick. Fumble in the NFC Championship game that cost the Green Bay Packers a bid to the Super Bowl. My God, Jordy Nelson is sitting there with his arms like this, ready to receive the ball. And Brandon Boston jumps up and literally fumbles it off his head. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. I bet you. Me too. I, I almost broke my door at my apartment at this time because I was so <laughs> Brandon Bostic, man. No, no hate against the man. You know, people who throw the death threats at this guy, still to this day, shame on you. But the dude was trying to make himself a career. And that's what it was. He was thinking about himself. It was a very selfish play at that moment because he thought he could make a big play in a big moment. And he choked. But that defined his career. And it was pretty much done after that. But the obvious number one play <laughs> – that has defined an NFL player's career and is about the, the political of his career is OBJ, the catch in the corner of the end zone touchdown with two fingers. That is OBJ's career. Hands down, the dude has <laughs> been nothing but a bust since that play. Yeah. Remember that meme Yes. But. That's my top five. I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Corey and get Corey's top five plays that have defined or have made an NFL player's career. Right. All right. All right. Rounding off the number five spot, I'm going to pick up right where you left off and say OBJ. And he was going to be my number one, but I actually went back and looked at his stats outside of what's looking like two injury plagued seasons. Uh, he's still almost at 7,000 yards. How many touchdowns does he have? The dude's a serviceable wide receiver. I think he, uh, he he's hit a couple but, milestones faster, yeah, faster than anybody else in the history. But everybody but, like put him at this a superstar elite level. He's not he's not a superstar elite level wide receiver. He is for a sure. serviceable wide receiver. But I mean, if, if if he didn't continue to put up thousand yard seasons, he's especially on a team that's got Jarvis Landry and you know, all those other weapons. Uh, I'd have him a little higher on this list. But my number four pick. Uh, it's 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 not a saint, but it's against a saint. I went with Sheldon Brown's absolute fucking devastation on Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush is welcome to the NFL hit. 
Come on. Oh. You guys don't know what there it is. Yeah. There it fucking is. I don't even know what happened to Sheldon Brown after that. I didn't know Sheldon Brown before that, but I will always remember Sheldon Brown and Reggie Bush for that fucking play. Uh, number three. Um, this one's a little near and dear to my heart. I got myself a negative play there, Matt. <clears throat> also there involving special teams. Also involving oh, special teams. That would be Cody Parkey's double doink. I completely forgot about the double doink. Uh, that's fantastic. It, it will always be the double doink. It will. It, it, it's not a block kick. I don't care that he got a hand on it. It still should have put it through the fucking upright. Okay. So uh, we're we're not going to linger too long. Moving on. Number two. Number two. Uh, let's that's see great. what did I have. Uh, this man got a statue outside of an NFL stadium because of this play. My boy, current Big Dick Nick MVP, Nick Foles, Philly Philly. Absolutely. You want to talk about yeah. one play, one career, one moment? Like I said, the dude had a Rocky moment and got a Rocky type statue right outside of the right outside of the Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, uh, you're true. That's a great pick. That's I mean, I'm surprised uh didn't make your list, honestly. Uh and number one for me, this one was kind of hard because it wasn't a it wasn't a play, but it was it was a moment. And for me, it's it's Tom Brady uh, winning ring number seven in Tampa, um, getting out of the uh, the shadow of, of Belichick, just really solidifying himself as the goat. That's that's the MJ of the NFL. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my pick, top five. Yeah. Great pick, I like it. All right, Chris, what's your top uh, five NFL? I didn't barely know that. <laughs> I had none of your picks on my list. Oh, this nice. Is I like it. No, no, is that both of us? Or? Yes, both so no, 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 no OBJ for you. I, I, I let them all because I didn't have them. It, it was okay. a great pick, by the way. Okay, I figured. Number right. five, Kevin Dyson hit off the turn of a new Yep, great pick. Number four. I mean, you could also put him on the, you know, the opposite end of that. His his failed stretch in t- to the end zone of the Super Bowl. But I like that pick a lot. Oh yeah, I, I was playing positive. <laughs> Me and Corbin are so bad. <laughs> Me and Matt just looked right, very number negative. Four, number four, this didn't define him earlier, but when you mention his name, you think about this moment. Mike no Harris, the immaculate reception. I almost had this. Yes, great pick. I re- you really. I almost had this pick. Great pick here. I like. I it. mean, that's a Hall of Fame running back, though. That's that's why I can't really say that defined his career. You know, it didn't define his career, but yeah, no one think about him. Number three. No, yeah. Number three. Mark Sanchez, the block combo. Block combo. Yes. You had a negative <laughs> play as well, and I love it. Oh, thank you so much for bringing up the butt fumble. <laughs> Oh, still to this day, one of the greatest moments because I hated Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I just remember oh. everyone on Thanksgiving Day on national television. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic! <laughs> Love it. Number Applaud two. <laughs> Number two. The light heart that hit. Oh yeah, very much so. Great pick. Number one, sorry. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who? Nate Kagan. Oh, Nate yeah, okay. Oh, man. I was crying in my fucking seat. You know, man, the, that was the last good kicker you guys have had. He's also the start of your worst kickers. You guys haven't, yeah. had, a, you guys haven't had a good kicker since then. Nope. Not wow. Really. Wow. That's great. You guys, you guys are the bears of of, of that position. I, I honestly think people under people undersleep the importance of the kicker punter position. I don't think people realize how important. And I think another position that is starting to get a lot of recognition because it's in a very important position is the long snapping position. I mean, there's three long snappers drafted this year. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a common thing you're going to see every year. If you can draft an all-pro or an all, you know, just a player who's going to be solid at a very important position for you for the next 10, 12 years in the sixth round, who cares if it's a long snapper? Remember when Absolutely. I was like, remember when I'm not drafted, I'm, I'm drafted a long snapper, young snapper. Yeah, people, I think that's a pick that people are just going to have to get over it. Long snappers are here to stay. They're going to get drafted from now on, I think. The Packers did it a couple – the Packers have drafted long snappers twice in the last, like, 12, 15 years. So Another we had a long snapper, a long snapper from the Super Bowl era, from play up until, like, 2008. Yeah. So he's on a Super Bowl team from 1994 to 2008. He's Patrick Manley for the Bears was there for like 12, 13 years, I want to say. Yeah. Like, I'd, 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 I'd absolutely carve out a career snapping the ball. That'd there, be great. There was a year the Packers went through like five long snappers, bringing guys off the street who never long true. snapped in the NFL. Because they could – I mean, the position is important, guys, people. Don't <laughs> sleep on long this. snappers. That's all. Hold on. Special teams are people too. Pin Blunton. Pin Blunton. That was the long snapper that the Giants got. And then he had all that he snap the ball, and the Giants couldn't snap the ball, and they lost the playoff game. <coughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I do remember that. Let's go ahead and move on to our top five college plays that help your draft stock or hurt your draft stock. I have it this way because I do have one that is def- just another one that defines your career or helps your draft stock for the NFL. And I'm going to go ahead and start here, too. Because I have my top five. Coming in at number five, the negative play. Blake O'Neill punter for Michigan fumbles the ball <laughs> and allows Michigan State to return it with one, no seconds left on the clock and loses the game. The dude just needed to land on the ball and the game is over and Michigan wins. But no, he goes for a fake or tries to punt the ball and fumbles it and Michigan State returns it for like six yards and a touchdown. How close were you uh, to your brother at that time, and what did his face look like? I was not there, unfortunately, for my brother. He was at a bar here in Blacksburg, and there was a, a bouncer to this day that every time he sees my brother, shakes at his head and just says, I understand, like, still makes fun of him for that play because he was there. <laughs> That's right up there with Think Appalachian State, though. man. Think I love it. This. I love it. Appalachian State. Yeah. Think about this. All Tim Harbaugh had to do was on some detail and then not in the safety or something. All he had to do was he could have caught the ball and fell down and won the game. Like it was dumb for them to even punt that ball. Like they should have no, just did that offense. They didn't have to have the punter out there. Yeah, that was a really, that in the end zone. 
I'm fucking. Yeah, and then throw. Th- no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Something that was dumb. But moving on to number four, this is actually a Tennessee player, Jawan Jennings. Hail Mary touchdown versus Uga to win the freaking game. That, that was a big moment. That was a great. And it was back and forth because we we did one touchdown, thought the game was over. Georgia comes back, Riley Ridley catches a Hail Mary pass to take the lead, and they thought the game was over. And Josh Dobb throws it to Juwan Jennings for the game winner. Great play. And the best part, it was in freaking Athens, Georgia. So you can't get better than that. that Here's a big one. (laughs) And got drafted. Another one. Chris Davis, Auburn, kick return touchdown to beat Alabama. 109 (laughs) yards. And he had he made it to the NFL. He had a career in the NFL because of that play. Here's the one that you none of you guys probably remember. Ian Johnson, running back, Boise State, Statue of Liberty play versus. Oh yeah, I love that play. Hell yeah. (laughs) And then coming at number one, the obvious Javon Clowney or Javion Clowney versus Michigan tackle fumble still defines his career. To this day, even in the NFL, it defines Clowney's career. I mean, yes, Clowney was going to be a top five pick, but that pick, that play, single-handedly got him drafted at number one overall. But that's my top that was five. Mi- that was against Michigan, that too, was- wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, your brother game, just yeah. can't catch a break. I'm pretty sure that helmet's yeah. still rolling. By the way, Michigan gets upset a lot. <laughs> yeah, they, they choke a lot. Definitely with Jim Harbaugh, but different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Chris. What's your top five? Oh, number five. My old flag team Great. Yep. What never seen in my life, by the way. Oh yeah, there, that was that that game was amazing to watch. I still like, I, I still, still get the that. excitement still from that game. That, game. Yeah, that game's amazing. Great game. Number four shout out that says I love the Cornell still throwing Michigan. Oh, Cornell still yeah. a Hail Mary pass against Michigan to win yep. the game. I forgot about that play. Great pick. That is a great pick. Number three. Michigan to win the ball for the national title game. What a stud of a season he had, man. That guy was yeah. he was Jesus walking on water that year. That, that remember, was a everybody remember he was kneeling when he pe- pitched the ball. He was kneeling. He had his knee on the ground. It should have been down. Just no, saying. That's what I I that. Just saying. Just saying he was down. Oh okay. number number two. I had to play it too when I didn't have that one. Curious who your number one is. Uh, Number one, Buck Bloom, Hail Mary. Oh, Buck Bloom. Yeah. That definitely is held. That is, that is, I mean, not the pinnacle. He did win a Heisman and everything, but that is Doug Flutie's career, is that play. That play. I don't know. I, like, look, look, Doug Clue definitely belongs in the top five on this uh, on this list. But if we're talking about a single play that defines a person's career, like it's Jadavian Clowney. It, I, 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 I'm actually really, really 
really surprised and almost upset that he's not number one on your fucking list. Like that man is. Fine. We should just call. That's what we should just call his nickname is the play. The play. I mean, this, this, this top five should be called the clowny because I mean, the clowny. We're We're going, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean you know, I don't know. I, I'm good what? with it, Chris. I'm good with it. You just have to take Jamie Clowney off your number two. Uh, he's just the name of the uh, of the list. You just got to replace a player. The whole thing is the clowny. There it is. The we solved this. There we go. <laughs> All right, Corey. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, end the suspense. Uh, I'm just going to start with my number one, Jadavian Clowney, Fair and move yeah. on. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming in at number five, uh, I have Chris Davis, actually. The kick six. Nice. Auburn, Alabama's it. Iron Bowl. Uh, number four for me, this, oh, man. You want to talk about things you remember like they were yesterday. Jameis Winston's Rose Bowl fumble against my Oregon Ducks. <laughs> I, that still shot of him leaning back, thriller style, dropping that ball. Like, you must have too much crab. You must have too much butter on them fingers. All that crab. All that crab from Publix he was taking from them games. Number. Number three for me, um, it's 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 the University of Boise State, uh, the the Statue of Liberty with with Johnson. Um, that was part of my answer, but uh, the other one for me is uh, their hook and ladder, and yes. wasn't that against o- Oklahoma yeah. as well? Yeah, same that was same the same game. Same, like just Jesus, come on. But just the hook and ladder, and then it uh, was the Statue of Liberty. Quick, quick little thing about this game. My bro- me and my brother and my dad were sitting in Missouri watching this game, and my brother said, right here, hook and ladder. He literally called, you called the me. play. You called my me after that happened. fucking called the hook and ladder. It was ridiculous. He's like, this play's going to be a hook and ladder. And it happened. It was amazing. That It was like <laughs> just one of those moments, man, I'll always remember. You got to give Mike something on here. We really, we really gave him and the, the Wolverines a bastion today. Yeah, yeah so, now. Spe- <laughs> speaking of bashing, my number two, LeGarrette Blount knocks out Hoyt of <laughs> Boise State after the game. <laughs> hey, man, you guys already <laughs> had the, the, the victory in hand. You want to come up and talk shit? Talk shit, get hit, okay? And don't do it to LeGarrette. I think that was uh, his last the, game in Oregon, Oregon, wasn't it? No, it was. <laughs> that, was his last, that was his last game in college, yes. Yes, yeah, I thought. Um, that's why he he, he would have been a day one. Day, uh, he would have been a first round pick had he not knocked that dude's lights out. Uh, but as it is, he had to yeah. go the the long, the long and hard way into the league, and it still panned out for him. Great career, uh, and like like number one, Jadavian Clowney. So that's easy. Yeah. That's Did you say great. no? He uh, didn't. I'm not really good. Oh, okay. Like for an undrafted yeah. guy, he had a damn good career. Couple Super Bowls. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I, 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 I think everyone remembers about that Super Bowl in the last play. It was really Marshawn Lynch versus like Derek Bryant in that Super Bowl. You guys remember yeah, that? It was, it was, it was fun like, to watch, man. Two power backs just going at it. I hated the Packers playing Blunt because Blunt just destroyed us every time. He would come in with those freaking just like forced hand, just like. Derrick Henry stiff arms, knocking players, tumbling over people, and always had like a 60-yard run against us for a touchdown. I hated yeah, playing for Yeah, 
But that great, great list. But that's it for this week's podcast. Before we sign off, I just wanted to give a big shout out to our uh, contestant winner of the Noah Fant jersey. We gave it away. It went to an amazing Bronco fan in Adam Alela, I think is how you say his last name. His Twitter handle oh, is uh, <laughs> yeah. His Twitter, his tw- I do. Here's right. His Twitter handle is at a y a l a Lobo. I mean, he's an amazing Bronco <laughs> fan. He posted a picture on Twitter of the jersey. We do have two more giveaways this year, at least. Uh, we have a Jermichael Finley Green Bay Packer jersey and a Chad Ocho Cinco Cincinnati Bengals jersey. So stay tuned for those when we give those out. But that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the All Time Mystery Podcast. This is yours truly, Little B at Brunelli Sports. Chris? No, Yep. Corey? Corey underscore guests. And uh, next time we go and give a jersey giveaway, we'll have somebody who can actually read people's uh, names um, in English do the announcement. So. <laughs> Yeah, thank you again for listening to the All Time Mission Podcast. Don't forget to find us on Facebook at the All Time Mission Podcast as well. Thank you and have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.